how to start. Well, you know, it's just writing. I mean, here's something important to remember about dialogue. Every word matters. No, it doesn't. They're modern. I want to go to this place that I think it needs to go to. The only thing that counts is what you see on the screen. I will write like four or five, six hours a day. And it will be a voice made of ink and rage. Okay, I'm, re I'm really glad you asked me that question. Welcome to Creative Principles. I'm your host, Brock Swinson. In this podcast interview series, I'll be speaking with writers, directors, actors, musicians, chefs, and various other types of creatives as we bridge the gap between creativity and productivity. Here we'll be discussing the habits, routines, and lessons that help promote a successful creative life. If this is your first time listening, make sure to subscribe on SoundCloud or iTunes. In the longest wave, audiences are invited to see a rare glimpse into what motivates an athlete who has everything to lose to push his body and mind to the limit. A film about surf legend Robbie Nash. Writer-director Joe Berliner is known for documentaries on Metallica, Oprah, Tony Robbins, and Ted Bundy. Recently, he also directed the Netflix fictionalized movie Extremely Wicked, Shockingly Evil, and Vile, where Zac Efron also stars as Ted Bundy. In this interview, Berliner discusses commitment to a subject and how themes may not arrive until a year into the process. Likewise, Robbie Nash discusses trust and vulnerability as the subject of a documentary, hurdles as an athlete focused on longevity, and why he was a reluctant participant in the film. Then both men discuss career longevity, knowing when to pivot and what it takes to live a life of passions, along with why nothing comes easy. If you enjoyed this interview, join millions of viewers for the new YouTube video essay series, also called Creative Principle. You know, it's a combination of things. It's like, you know, late in my life, I've learned that uh, uh, the subjects I choose are kind of things I want to learn about and where I've had kind of a hole in my in my career uh, or my education, you know, as a human being. And so, you know, I'm I'm not a sports guy. Uh, I was the last guy to be picked on the uh, on the sporting teams when I was growing up, and I, you know, I didn't really, I, I never really gravitated to making this kind of film before. But um, when I was approached about it and started looking into Robbie's history, it's like a whole world I knew nothing about. I was so impressed with his incredible career that I knew, not, uh, you know, that I knew so little about. And when I got to know Robbie and really understood what he's done over the decades, it just seemed like a really interesting story to tell and and for me as an, a life experience so like you know spend time with you know people uh who are who do something that i couldn't even dream of doing and so it's it was just like a great way to you know immerse i mean that's the beauty of cinema verite filmmaking you get to drop into these worlds that you knew nothing about you get to meet people that you wouldn't normally hang out with just if i was you know working on wall street or something or wherever uh, so to me, it was, I'm always looking for stories where there's through one person's journey, there's a universal tale to tell. And I, I saw that in Robbie's journey and, and as a personal experience, um, you know, I'm looking for things to do that, uh, open my mind up to worlds that I have, haven't explored before. Sometimes it's dark and, you know, as, as in Bundy, uh, and other projects. And sometimes it's more positive stuff like Tony Robbins or, or Robbie's story. So, Robbie, from, from your side of that, 
documentaries require a great deal of trust. What kind of what do you see about Joe's style or conversations with him that made you know he's the right one for the job? Well, when Rebel Films brought him on, I was actually really happy because people have been wanting me to do a film or a, a life story thing for a long time, and I pushed it off and pushed it off and pushed it off, and simply wasn't wasn't in a position mentally where I wanted to do that to look back and be retrospective. That so through my career, I've always been charging forward and trying to reinvent myself and and trying to stay current. And if I did decide to get involved with a real documentary film project. I wanted it to be something different, not just a conventional sports film. You know, most of them kind of fit the same cookie cutter deal. Look at me, aren't I great? And I didn't want to do that. Um, just wasn't ready for it yet. Not old enough, I guess. And um, when when Joe was brought on, I looked at the stuff that that he did, and I was so stoked that he agreed to do it because it's clearly out of his wheelhouse, something very, very different. And I thought, well, what a perfect fit. Here's a guy that clearly has never made a sports film that makes unbelievably complex, intricate, really deep projects. Um, I loved his films. And so, well, here's the guy that would clearly do something very different. And so I was, I was excited and basically just went along for the ride and, you know, I'm happy with what Joe created. It's definitely not your conventional sports film. And and that's what I wanted. That wasn't my intention from the beginning. And clearly along the way of making the movie, it turned into something substantially more even than what we originally anticipated just because of the, the hurdles that came across and sort of became a reflection of, of life in general and time and what time, you know, does to people, especially as they go get older, as you age, as a person, the challenges that the dealing with time uh, going by and, and hurdles has getting older as an athlete. And uh, so, yeah, I'm, I'm excited about it. I wanted to do something different and Joe definitely created something, something different. What were some of your early conversations like? This question's for either one of you. Did you get right into themes and big ideas, or what did you kind of learn from one another in the beginning? We, our first meeting, actually, we met in the middle, in basically in L.A. I flew to New York. I flew from New York, and Robbie flew from Maui, and we just kind of had a first meeting just to see what it would be like. Robbie, honestly, was very reluctant um, to make a film, um, and I like that because the more reluctant the subject is, the more I feel there's something to uncover. Like he was not pushing or promoting the idea of doing a film. <clears throat> and so we met in person and we just kind of just wrapped as human beings. You know, I don't, you know, I don't think we discussed any major themes or how to make the film or whatever. I think we were just making sure, you know, a film's a big commitment. You know, normally it's a two to three year commitment because of what Robbie went through with his pelvis and foot and other things that were going on in his life, it actually ended up being a four or five year journey to make this film, which is a little longer than, than a lot of my projects, but still any film is a two to three year commitment. So I think the thing I'm looking for uh, when I first meet a subject is, you know, do I want to spend two years with this person or in this world? 
Um, and that, and that doesn't mean do I, you know, are we going to be friends and buddies or anything like that? You know, sometimes it's two years on a subject that's quite dark and I just want to make sure this is a world I want to be in for two years. And that, that uh, particularly on a profile film, a biographical film about a real human being, you know, is this somebody that I, you know, want to spend time with and tell their story. And I think we kind of just even though we are very different people, come from very different worlds, I think at that first lunch, we just kind of felt like, you know, you know, this this could work. But I don't think we got, did we? We didn't get that deep into themes or anything, did we, Robbie? I don't remember. We just kind of chatted, right? Yeah, I mean, even when we got going, I think we were a year <laughs> into the project before we had any idea where it was going. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. which is good, which is good, yeah. you know. And uh, again, I, just returning to the idea that Robbie just was not... You know, I have dealt with a lot of uh, celebrities and successful people and accomplished people in my career. You know, I did a series called Iconoclast for the Sundance Channel, which was 30 episodes uh, that I executive produced and directed 22 of them. And there were, you know, I loved that show. Um, so I, but I, so I, and I did a film about Metallica and, and not to, you know, I'm not knocking any of the people I've made films about. So don't take it this way. But of all of those people, uh, you know, Robbie was really the most reluctant in terms of wanting to make a film. And I, I was intrigued by that because his achievements are so he's in a very singular sport. It's not a team sport. And, and his achievements are so incredible. And he was almost uh, almost shy about it. So that to me felt like an interesting area to mine. But like any good cinema verite project where you're following a story as it's unfolding, you have no idea where it's going to go. And that's the beauty and the magic of it. We didn't know he'd be injured. We didn't know he would be going through a messy divorce. You know, it's just things that happened, you know, made for, for good storytelling. Not sure if it made for a good aspect of his life, you know, but it made, it made for good storytelling. Robbie, so like in addition to privacy, did you have any kind of roles up front? Um, just to kind of how you want it to be portrayed or did you just kind of like, let's just put it all out there once you knew that Joe was the man for the job? No, I wasn't really, as Joe said, I was a reluctant participant. I really don't like to toot my own horn. Um, I think you know, I'm very old school in that I like my actions to speak louder than my words. And uh, again, it's not like I, I came up going, God, I really want to make this movie. And I really want to say this, that, and the other. This is my mission. Uh, that wasn't the case. This was, yeah, I, I love what I do. I've had a very, very lucky life. Um, I've been blessed in, in many ways, being in the right place at the right time, many times over. And it just seemed like, the time was right to finally put some of that down and to not just look back, but to, to look forward. And of course, in looking forward, give some background into who I am and why we're watching this guy in the first place. Um, and again, I think having Joe, someone that comes from a completely different world and, and didn't know me and wasn't familiar with the sports that I'm involved with, gave it the kind of perspective that I wanted people to see. It would have been really easy to go get a filmmaker that knows me and comes from the surfing world and has made sports documentaries and, you know, just run the easy route. 
And in that aspect, I probably would have had some creative control and direction if I wanted it. But I, I really didn't want it. I wanted to make something or be involved with something unexpected. And by working with someone like Joe, where I had no say in in what was going on creatively, of course, I had 100% say on what was happening on the water in terms of the action and the sporting side of it. But this is, again, much more than a sports film. And I'm hoping that you know, people will find, whether they're familiar with me or not, young or old, that they'll find some inspiration in some of the the things that happen along the way, whether it's looking back at my my history of being a kid following his dreams and working really hard that, you know, dreams really can come true if you work hard at them, or being an old guy and, and showing people that life doesn't end at 30 or 40 or 50 and that you can keep learning new things and falling down and getting up and brushing yourself off and trying again and and being a kid you don't necessarily have to completely grow up as you get older um so yeah i i kind of just handed the keys to joe and was you know a little bit scared of what was going to come out of it because of what was going on in my life during the the course of making the film there was plenty of opportunity to to create drama <laughs> but i think uh the end result is a good balance of you know really what happened it's true and honest and for people that know me i think there's a lot of surprises because it it opens up parts of me that people have never seen before and again for people that don't know me i think there's some real insight into you know, not only who i am but just how life works and, and how time affects us as we grow older. So the, the, there's kind of a theme here of just kind of extending a passion or extending a career from your two different perspectives. Do you guys have any just advice for people that are facing some hurdle like that and they need to, you know, pivot or do something completely new, like anything you learned while making the film? That's a good, that's a good question. Cause you know, I've been now, I've been doing this now for literally 30 years. My first film came out in October of 1989 i made a short film about new york city cab drivers called outrageous taxi stories so that was my first film so i've literally been making films for 30 years and i thought for sure by now that that i would be put out to pasture and i would be i would be doing something else so the fact that i've been making films for 30 years um you know i've literally now been making films for longer than when i started i think i started when i was 28 and i'm 50 I don't know. That actually works out well, right? 30, 28, No. Well, yeah, never mind. So, <laughs> wait, wait. Okay. Uh, yes. Uh, it's the Brazilian flight taking over. Sorry. But anyway, I've been making films for more than half my life. Put it that way. But, uh, you know, and I think, uh, you know, taking on new challenges, you know, uh, I, I vote that, you know, it goes back to your initial question. I've always taken on new subject matter, new challenges. I don't allow myself to fall in a rut. Uh, I take on new things. And I think Robbie's career has been very analogous, you know, for, he was a, obviously a major contributor. He's, he's responsible, responsible for popularizing, you know, windsurfing and was an amazing champion. But he, you know, when that, when that sport started to wane, you know, then there was kiteboarding, then there was stand-up paddle. I mean, you know, he's he's constantly reinventing himself. And even though he has 
you know, a business instead of like most, most athletes who kind of stop, uh, stop, uh, doing their athletic activity and kind of totally focus on a business. This guy is, is in the water virtually every day um, and constantly challenging himself. So I think, I think both of us in our own way have just, you know, really enjoy what we do. I think that's really important um, and constantly try to reinvent ourselves. And I think that's, I think that's the best advice for, you know, trying to stay young in whatever business you're in. Well, just to work through it that nothing's coming easy or right when they, you think that suddenly everything is easy, that they become <laughs> less easy. So yeah, life is what you make it. And so it's going to come with hurdles and obstacles and you just push through them and uh, try to make it fun in the process. But again, life's what you make it. And you can make it pleasant. You can make it unpleasant. You can look at the hurdles as as things that will that'll bury you. You know, we all make choices every single day. And, like, one of the things that doesn't come across in the movie is, uh, like, I don't drink. I don't smoke. I don't do drugs. And there were a few times during the making of this film that I was really thankful that I didn't do that because <laughs> I realized that if I did, the outcome would probably have been very different than it was because I could look at things with a clear head. Um, because, I mean, my problems are, are nowhere near as, as deep as some people's. I realize that. Like, my worst days are some people's good days. But I had a lot of stuff going on at the same time during the making of this film that was really challenging. And having a film being made about me at the same time as I'm hitting all of these major hurdles the first time really in my entire life and career was quite difficult to to handle. But you, you push through it, you get through it, and you try and stay as positive as possible and, and look for an end an end goal that is is positive. And fortunately for me that uh, that happened. The end result is is great. Happy, healthy and uh, you know, I'm not addicted to opioids. I didn't take painkillers while I was healing. I uh, I didn't start drinking when my marriage fell apart. You know, I've got a lot of reasons to be happy. Um, but the choices we make in life are what determine our, our path. Thank you for tuning into the show. If this is your first time listening, please log on to iTunes or SoundCloud and give us a rating. Providing a rating or sharing content is one of the best ways to help the series grow. Make sure to also follow or like us on your favorite platforms like Instagram, Facebook, or the new YouTube series we've started. And check for daily updates over at creativeprinciples.live.